Got a whole lot of loving just for you. I got all this loving, but I just want you. Hello, and welcome to Heller Radio. My name is Nora Rose. I am Sally. And I'm Kate. And we need to talk about Destiel. Um, we're talking about, I just, there was a moment after I watched these episodes where I was like, the dichotomy of supernatural. (laughs) 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 Because, because the devil in the details is, oof, um, it's an episode. Uh, and Into the Mystic is fan-freaking-tastic. Um... So I'll go ahead and read the summaries. Uh, The devil in the details. Now that he has Sam in the cage with him, Lucifer offers Sam a way out, but it comes with a steep price. Dean and Castiel look into the angel smiting that could have killed Amara. Sort of. Dean doesn't really do that. (laughs) these summaries man (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't Uh, help that we i at least i didn't watch the episode prior to this since it aired so i was very confused about the setup (laughs) i I remember that well and there's trying to blow her up or something like that yeah Yeah. there's so much that happens in the episodes that we skipped that I, yeah, was going into this episode going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for once, the previously on actually came in handy. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I was like, oh, right, the kiss actually happened. And Dean actually yes. wanted to kill Amara. This all happened before this. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like this was the first time we saw her, like, in her grown-up body, except... When other than the first episode yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i think so yeah can, can i pause you really quick nora rose is your um audio tracking on yes. the little yours is showing up yes okay right now i'm only seeing sally's and like not mine or yours so i just wanted to make sure it was actually recording they're all they're all tracking so we're good okay, okay. yeah good is yours we'll take up, that out <laughs> Um, okay. And then, uh, into the mystic, uh, Sam and Dean investigate a case where people are suffering violent deaths after hearing a mysterious song. Oh, (sighs) song. Song. Yes. That is the word that is used. Um, I know, right? It's well known. (laughs) Benchy's a song. So just, you know, <laughs> one of the. <laughs> it's like the mar- mar- mermaid thing. But yeah, like, yeah. And I, <laughs> and I just looked at the writers for both of these episodes and it makes complete sense. Oh, yeah. Devil in the Details is Andrew Dabb and Into the Mystic is Robbie Thompson. So hey. that tracks. <laughs> I hate Dab, and I also hate Dab. Fuck Dab, but also I. <laughs> There is a part of like Deb 
their best combo <laughs> 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 that I kind of enjoy. And I did enjoy the the devil the detail. I didn't hate it. I mean, it's not as good as Into the Mystic, but. I mean, it has its moments. Don't it, get me wrong. It, it, but... has some, it has some moments. Yeah. But. Comparatively. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, themes. Do we have any themes for these two? <laughs> yes. Very yes. different episodes. Yes. <laughs> Sally is honest. <laughs> I do have one, one theme. Okay. He's sacrifice. A very big uh-huh. Actually, the both of the episodes. Yes. Uh, I mean, it goes for like works for aliens' parents, uh, for Cass, uh, with the whole Lucifer thing, and maybe even for Rowena. Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, she was a bad judge of character. I mean, yeah, he was. The devil himself. <laughs> you should have known better, but like still. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, and also throughout Devil in the Details, Lucifer is trying to get Sam to sacrifice himself. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I like that. It's nice. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you kate um i did i had identity okay in these episodes so obviously Cass, yeah letting lucifer possess him and having all that wonderful misha acting that we get to see as a result (laughs) of that um and then dean struggling between you know the hunter's life and wanting to retire comes into play especially in into the mystic and then of course sam trying to fight with his like old self versus his current self and what's the right thing to do with the situation that they're in and yeah yeah all that jazz also and his relationship with dean and also eileen yeah 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 because she's confused what she's gonna do after she actually has her revenge yeah yeah I really struggled to come up with a theme, um, and I eventually landed on uh, who you love. Ooh. Um, for Dean, that's obvious. Uh, we have the whole thing with Amara, and also... We will get into how this is a uh, important Destiel episode in particular for Into the Mystic. Um, and then there's also that uh, conversation with uh, Crowley and Rowena at the end of The Devil in the Details, yeah. um, where she says, If I didn't hate you, I'd love you. Yeah. That's, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this just made me think about the conversation Mary and Dean will have later on. (gasps) Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah, because it's like, like, both of those characters kind of are pissed at their kids for, like, stealing their, you know, 
future or yep. life or whatever. Yep. Well, oh my yeah. god. Yep. It hurts so much. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Do Rowena and Mary ever actually meet? I feel like no. they. No. I thought they did briefly. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we've reached the point of having almost no memory of <laughs> the later season. It's so I, exciting. You know, we are all channeling our inner Mishas because I yes. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Oh, man. Okay. All right, let's talk about the devil in the details. This opening is <laughs> so weird. It makes me uncomfortable. It's so weird, but it's it just we're recording this in after Thanksgiving and it just is how <laughs> I feel every October through December. <laughs> yes. About Christmas. Yes. It's like, oh, that's a mood. Yeah. I and then know whose idea it was to put Mark Shepard in footy pajamas. Right? <laughs> right? How uh, was it was it Mark's idea because otherwise how did you convince Mark to do that? <laughs> yes. I feel like convincing Mark to do insane shit is very easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, valid. And just the, the shameless self-promotion of the Sam Funko Pop. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just like, god <laughs> Which I have feelings about Funko Pops when it comes to this show, but we'll get to that in season 15. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then, oh, man. is back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the hard on that the production team has for this man is very upsetting to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, Eric Kripke doesn't have many rights in my books, but like he has all the rights because at least his hard on was for Jensenekos. Why, exactly. why would you have a hard on for Mark? <laughs> exactly oh man yeah <sighs> yeah i i felt like i wasn't taking a lot of i took a normal amount of notes but i felt like i wasn't taking a <laughs> for me anyway right. um but I felt like I wasn't taking a lot of notes because there were so many long bits with Pellegrino and Sam. Yeah. And I know that's a weird way to put that, but... Um... <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> I, I, I actually, you know, guys, like, I'm not slamming anyone. This is not about Lucifer, not about Pellegrino, but I, I have no context for that dude, like, outside of the show because I have never seen him in anything else. And uh -huh. I actually looked him up on IMDb, and turns out he's, like, in some of the pretty iconic movies. And I 
I'm just maybe he's like a side character or, or his small part, and I haven't seen many of those movies, but I was honestly, it was surprised. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's he's a national treasure. Oh my god, <laughs> he is. <laughs> that feels right for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen national treasure in so long. But yeah, was oh, he also man. on uh, Lost? What? I think so. Do I actually Google him because I thought he was on the lo- on Lost, but I don't think it came up. Hmm. Oh, maybe not. Oh, yeah, he was in Capote and Big Lebowski, too. Oh, my God. Yes, that was, like, a huge surprise to me, personally. Oh, yeah, he played Jacob, or what was he? Yeah, Jacob. Why do I remember? Okay, Lost was the only show that I watched from the time when it premiered to the end, like, live. So, oh wow, oh, gotcha. Yeah, I never saw it, but I knew he was on it for some reason. But yeah, just um, uh, yeah. So uh, I love this bit. The I came as soon as you called, which is a uh, line that we've heard about a thousand times. Um, love it. But uh, I, in this particular case, he came to the middle of nowhere on a road that Dean has been driving on. In a car, like he yeah, exactly. The car, he didn't just appear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I think uh, in previous episodes something they are actually somewhere together or something, and they I, or rather, why do I remember that they were there like? got there separately so both of them had their cars with the uh, there so they they both had to like drive their cars so they had to split different cars because like i got the feeling that they were actually like castle following dean anyways i don't know yeah yeah i wasn't sure because Again, didn't remember the previous episode, Same. but yeah, it, it, it makes sense for that to be the case. But yeah, I just loved that he like came to the rescue through like Dean's blurry vision and I don't know, very romantic. <laughs> yeah, and then, the, and then the scene that follows is with great. the with the diagnosing him and like you know opening his eyes opening his mouth let me take your temperature no that's not gonna happen <laughs> dean just lets him do it and just like opens his mouth when he's told to yes. and then they make a sodom and gomorrah reference right after the whole like right. i need to take your temperature thing and i'm like the show makes me insane right (laughs) oh man um i really enjoyed i forget what her name is um the little nobody uh angel that Cass meets up with oh ambriel ambriel thank you um i (laughs) she's adorable her glasses are her. so cute. Yeah. Um, and then and then the bit so why is it dark? 
excellent question. And Cass, like, <laughs> rolls his eyes. <laughs> and it's like, okay, slow down there. You remember what it's like. <laughs> he is in, in place of Dean being there to roll his eyes, Cass takes, exactly. takes yeah. up the mantle of being a sexy <laughs> asshole to this. I actually have a question about that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And the question is why does every angel know what Castle looks like? Because that is like a Cass, very good question. Cass can't can't recognize the other angel. The what was her name? Ambriel. Ambriel. Yes. Uh and he was supposed to I guess I don't know. Since he was like higher up, I would imagine that he knew more people or how how those angels looked more angels uh, than somebody that is like ranks below him. I don't know. I just <laughs> you know I'm asking this because I imagine like do I, do they have like heaven's most wanted passes <laughs> face on it? I don't know. I imagine well, they must. But yeah, it's weird. There was a point where he did recognize every angel that we came across. Yeah. Yeah. Because he he used yeah, angel hierarchy is weird in the show, much like everything else. It's not consistent, but they, uh he recognizes other angels because he was like basically a soldier. So he's in that like middle rung. But then when she says that she was in birth and death statistics, which I love Accountant's pool of angels was amazing, so maybe they just didn't interact because she's not like a field agent or whatever. But yeah, I I don't know. It you yeah, it used to be you could just they could see each other's grace, and now in the later seasons, it's like they see each other's vessels more than they see each other's grace. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, that conversation that she has with him about you help, but Sam and Dean are the real heroes. I agree. No, I was agreeing with the dog in the background. Right. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, you take that back right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's so... Yeah. I feel like it goes along with the conversation that we've had the past couple of episodes about who Cass really is. And I think that becomes something that like gets more and more important in these later seasons. Like at first when he was introduced, he was just, you know, some angel he was supposed to die in the first three episodes or something like that. And, uh, as, as we 
get farther along into the story who Cass is as a character becomes more of a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is why I respect that like to some degree because yeah. He, he is a huge cast girl. Like say whatever you want about that, but like all depth seasons are actually about cast. <laughs> this is like <laughs> <laughs> he is the main character for Dev. Cast is the main character. <laughs> yeah, and and then you know we get even more of it with uh when when he comes across Amara after she kills Ambriel, um and she says you reek of fear and self-loathing Rude. like she won't even kill him because she's like there's no point uh she won't kill him because if she killed 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 him she knows that there is no way she can like even like talk to dean ever again <laughs> so she's not gonna do it uh yeah because she obviously knows about uh, <clears throat> feelings between him and Cass because like that's at one point <laughs> the kind of, like, topic of conversation they conversation they literally have in like later episodes yeah. so yeah yeah um well it just felt very uh reminiscent of Crowley saying the stench of that um, Impala is all over your overcoat, Angel. Yes. Like when yeah. she says you reek of fear and self loathing, I was like, hey, that's Dean's thing. <laughs> <laughs> Cass has absorbed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there had to have been a better. A message for Amara to leave <laughs> on Cass's oh chest. God. Anything. Even if it had said that, but in like an ancient language. Yeah! <laughs> or like that a would have worked. Or like a sigil. <laughs> I just I just wish we could see like the behind the scenes or like the many takes that obviously went to shit before they were able to like oh it's in the bloopers it is i don't think i have yes seen bloopers for that season but i mean it's definitely in the bloopers yeah yeah and just like like, if i were misha i would just leave that on and just go home (laughs) like that that. i don't know Oh man. oh man. Yeah. Well, also, can we rewind half a sec and uh, talk about how Amara said my brother has terrible taste in men? Yes. <laughs> I was just looking down at my notes and yeah. Is this the first confirmation of by Chuck? Because I know we talk about it later in the seasons. You know, yeah. I don't think it's supposed to be that, but yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Also, just they're so mean to Cass in this episode. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? Also, uh, I have another question. Um, is Billy reading Sandman? 
Yes, yes, she is. Yes, she is! And I got so oh, excited! <laughs> yes. I was like, Specifically. <laughs> yes. She is reading the book Death, the Time of Your Life, that is a spinoff of Sandman. Excellent. According to the trivia that I found. <laughs> And they make a reference to the TV show Lucifer based on that character when uh, <laughs> Lucifer is like, no, I'm going to go to LA and solve crimes. <laughs> um, I love, and when I say love, I mean I don't love, um, <laughs> <laughs> that they can just walk into the room where Sam and Lucifer are just like, you know, casually. Yeah. It's just there. That was weird. And then, <laughs> and then, Cassifer, my beloved. I was going to ask you what your guys' were, opinions were on the first appearance of Casper in this episode. <laughs> uh, I, 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 how do I even? <laughs> I literally said, "Fuck Misha for being such a good actor," and I wrote this this down before we actually like learned for <laughs> that he, I mean, that Lucifer took Cass as a vessel because when he's yeah. having this tiny conversation with Dean. You can see yes. like tiny, tiny changes in his face. Yes, yes. Not really, cast, and it's like he was. This was insane. I love it. It's, it's so good. It's so good. I wrote down Misha does Pellegrino Lucifer better than Pellegrino. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's crazy just how how much detail he puts in. Yeah. Yeah. Also in that conversation, uh, if I can be uh, insane for a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. Dean says, do you want me to give you a lift? Uh-huh. As Sam is in the background walking towards the car, not do you want us to give you a lift or do you want a lift? Do you want yeah. me to give you a lift? <laughs> 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 We're gonna start biting! I'm gonna start biting. And I'm gonna start biting more when we talk about the second episode, but still. Yes! Yeah. I mean, since we are going crazy here, there was this one moment where they are in a room together, and Dean, when Dean says that he's not scared, and the camera is panning to, like, Cass pulling out his blade. And for a moment, it literally looks like they're gonna hold hands. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yes! They pan down. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and also, yes. that Dean looks at Cass not once but twice when um, Lucifer starts playing the Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel yeah. song. And just, the disco and the eye contact attacked, and then the pan past their hands. I cannot. And they're standing so close to each other. Oh. Granted, they they're in a small Jesus. Space. But still, <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, the choices—the choices that were made. Yeah. 
Um, like that's some logical reason, but I can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last note that I have here is that if you're watching this without knowing anything about what's coming next, you definitely think Rowena is gone for good. Yeah, and I did think that <laughs> when I was watching. <laughs> <the show. laughs> um, yeah, I completely forgot that he killed her. Oh, I remembered. So that was fun. I thought it was later, but I think he yeah. might kill her more than once. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, do we have anything else for Devil in the Details? I'm going to take that crickets for a no. Um, and we'll move on to Into the Mystic. Eileen, my beloved. I love Eileen so much. She's great. I was um, more excited to get to the part where she was on when I started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then... So I just had that as a beginning note because this is, <laughs> this is the Eileen episode. Um, but my next note is uh, for Cassifer again. Um, after he snaps his fingers at the other angel. And then, and then he wipes off some blood on his cheek and licks his fingers. Yeah. What a move! <laughs> It was probably homemade strawberry jam, which I'm yep. said on that day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, can we talk about how we see Sam and Dean in the bunker, and Sam's comfort activity is field stripping his gun. Yep. And Dean's comfort activity is wearing his dead guy robe and drinking coffee. Yep. Let that man retire, please. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and along those lines, when they get to the old folks' home, um, he says, we should make a reservation. And Sam... Sam's like, yeah, we should be lucky to live so long. And the look on Dean's face, he's just sort of like, yeah, you're right. And But yeah. in this like totally like defeated sort of way. Yeah, and like Sam walks out of the shot and the camera stays on Dean being disappointed exactly. about that. Yeah. Breaks my heart. Oh, you gotta love when they dig up and desecrate a body for no reason. Yep. <laughs> and, and when they haven't done it for two seasons. Yeah. The last, I was like, oh, it's been a while since we've seen this. It was season nine. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> can, can we talk about something that will make me bite again? <laughs> In this yes. scene. Yes. Okay. So they're talking about the retirement thing. Uh -huh. uh, and 
Sam says, well, I always thought you wanted to go out in a blaze of glory, preferably with the Bon Jovi song playing. Mm -hmm. And the next thing that Dean says is, I'm a candle in the wind. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Which, for people not familiar with Elton John... (laughs) This one Go on! (laughs) He is gay and was in the closet for most of his career. Elton John was in the closet and people bought that? Okay, good. I know, right? Right? Those, yeah, Yeah. it was a weird time. But the song is about Marilyn Monroe, specifically about Marilyn Monroe's real, real, as a real person, Norma Jean, and how Hollywood, like, destroyed her, and how she was this, like, sensitive person who was told to just be pretty and do what she was told, and how she died young before her time, and just all of these parallels with Dean that I was going insane about while writing my notes. And uh, also some people think from her like writings and her like letters with other friends that she was maybe not straight and just all of these things. So the fact that Sam compares him to a Bon Jovi song and then Dean immediately retorts with a reference to an Elton John song specifically that one made yeah. me yeah. break my kneecaps i just it was i was not ready for <laughs> that actually, like, dean, 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 dean would have known all that that you just told exactly him. yeah and yeah that was his that was his yeah. era of music and he doesn't reference elton john very much but like his like his mom would have played like elton john and the beatles and like that yeah genre of rock and roll it just oh yep just made me lose my mind (laughs) well now i'm angry (laughs) yep (laughs) and that's why Um, i love robbie thompson because he writes shit like that right exactly uh, (laughs) so sorry thank you for letting me go down my rabbit hole um So the Banshees only prey on the vulnerable. So with everything that's been happening last episode and up to the point where, you know, we find out that that's what the Banshees do um, when it's that's their MO is revealed. um, You would assume that, okay, it's going to go after Sam. Because he's going through all of this after stuff from Lucifer. But then, the scene immediately after that is when Dean runs into Cassifer. Yes. Yes. Cass with his sleeves rolled up. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. He's he might as well be naked without his suit jacket, his coat, and his sleeves rolled down. Exactly. Um, and then they have this conversation, and there are so many things about this conversation. Um, saying you're going to kill is one thing, but actually doing it is totally different. And Cassifer just latches on to that and 
has this sideways look with his eyes. Um, and he's just like, what do you mean? Because, you know, that's obviously something Lucifer is going to want to know more about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, he goes into more detail and explains everything that's happened. Um, and uh, I didn't write down what it's more than, but uh, Dean says it's more than that. And um, <clears throat> Castifer says attraction. <laughs> and the program Dean has stopped working for yeah. about two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dean EXE has stopped working. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm so glad they spelled it out in this scene because every scene with him and Amara does not look like attraction. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, even despite the fact that they kiss, it's still just like, it could have been like, you know. So, there are other reasons to kiss. It's um. just, <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing that you have these two attractive actors who I was are charming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who are, who are charming and, you know, have chemistry with everybody, and yet it just completely doesn't work. Falls flat. And I actually, yeah. I, I, I found an explanation for that. Ooh. Oh. Now, and I think it's because, I don't know, but I'm. Because, like, it's like one of one part of like Chuck's plans and it's not you know like how in a cast happened like naturally without anything I mean they weren't planned <laughs> and yeah. Then yeah maybe Amara and Dean were planned and like or God tries to you know like push them together get them together in some ways I don't know Ooh. Huh. I like, I like that because they don't feel like orga organic in any way I don't know it just even yeah. though they're also supposed to have this bond and blah blah and one of them saves the other one and like drug their ass out of darkness etc it just like doesn't work it doesn't work it just feels more like she imprinted on him like a baby duck and he's confused <laughs> <laughs> I'm this close to mentioning Twilight <laughs> go on <laughs> you're right and you should say it <laughs> um and then and then uh at the end of this conversation between Cassifer and Dean and yes I am going to keep calling him Cassifer so deal with it um it's a pretty <laughs> uh Cassifer puts his hand on Dean's shoulder and it's more what is the word I'm looking for here intimate maybe than something we've seen between these two before and it lasts forever and yeah, there's a close-up like and yes there's a, yes <laughs> yes yes 
<laughs> Can I? And it's just ridiculous. Yes, it's go ridiculous. for it. No, so credit to whoever wrote this on IMDb because I didn't notice it at the time. But part of the reason that it's weird is Cass almost always touches Dean's left shoulder when it's actually Cass. Where the handprint is. Where the handprint is. And they're usually kind of more like side to side. This time they're facing each other and he puts his hand on Dean's right shoulder. So it's like a switcheroo of where they normally are. And Dean almost kind of That's like, brilliant. He's okay. looking up and down. He's looking Cass up and down like he always does, but he does it more because he immediately knows that the vibes are off. Something's even before wrong. Before he puts the hands on. Actually, yeah. I yeah. made a note even before like watching this episode. And I don't as I mentioned already, I don't remember what happens in the next episode or when Dean finds out that Cat Lucifer is possessing Cass. But I was like Maybe that infamous scene at the end when Dean actually wakes up and or like can't sleep, and he just we see that he's the gears in his head are turning. He's thinking about something. He's figured something out. That maybe he figured out that actually something's wrong with Cass, and maybe Lucifer is possessing Cass because mm-hmm. I feel like he registered this being as like this weird thing that Cass actually never does: the the shoulder touch. Mm-hmm. And like that, maybe jump started his uh, suspicions. I don't honestly. I mean, if I this was happening live and I watched this episode live, I could think that, but I don't remember what happens and how he finds out that Cassie's <laughs> actual possessed. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he also like Dean is just the master of vibes because when he goes back to the bunker to get the gold daggers, yeah. He immediately knows something is off in the bunker. Yeah. And he, like, uh, then he hears the sounds later of Cassifer going through the files and stuff. But, yeah, he just knows that something's up and is kind of on his guard from the very beginning of this whole thing. And he also tries to tell uh, Sam about that, and he's like, Cass is acting weird, and Sam is like, yeah, what's new? He's always acting weird. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, And the, the most heartbreaking thing about this whole conversation is that it? I would love this conversation. It's so frank and honest, and just they're being clear with each other, but it's not Cass. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah, but it's awful. I feel like that is what made the the people who made this episode think that we would automatically think that the scene when Dean is sitting in his bed and thinking about something that that was actually about Amara, because in this conversation there was actually no sincerity because Cass wasn't Cass and Cass was Cassifer actually. But like mm-hmm. from Dean's point of view, if he doesn't know that, you know, yeah. he was still vulnerable yeah. with Cass and his main vulnerability in this episode happened with Cass in that scene because he doesn't know yeah. it's Lucifer. So, yes. so he would still be thinking about that and not about Amara, especially because they 
it was this very conversation that kind of not kind of it was literally about Amara and about his fears in regards to Amara and he kind of seemed um, to be less worried about it after the conversation so I wouldn't know why that would still be like his main concern yeah 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 totally but before we dive too far into uh (laughs) that last scene no you're fine um there are a couple of things that i would like to read from the transcript here um between Mildred and Dean. Uh, Mildred says, I have the same view from upstairs. West-facing rooms, they cost extra. You know, you gotta pay for the view. Dean says, it's not bad. Mildred says, not bad. Honey, it's almost as gorgeous as you are. You know, tell me something. When's the last time you watched a sunset without sunset without waiting for something to go bump in the night? Dean just shakes his head and kind of smirks a little. And Mildred says, hmm, you should try it sometime. And then a little bit later, she says, you want to know the secret to living a long and happy life? And Dean says, actually, yes, I do. And Mildred says, follow your heart. You do that, all the rest just figures itself out. Yeah. And I, 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 for one, I fail to see how following his heart in this context would be following Amara. Because if, exactly. if he follows Amara, it's, everybody's going to die. I mean, there exactly. Will, I mean, there, there is like life is over like <laughs> yeah like what the fuck man yeah <sighs> i love mildred and that it's it's almost as gorgeous as you and the way that dean laughed it, it <laughs> yes. didn't feel like a dean laugh so i think it, was it like, felt like a jensen laugh was, so. yeah jensen laugh so it was probably an adlib or something at that point because yeah it was like ah <laughs> Uh, and then one more line from uh, Mildred this is after they defeat the Banshee which for the record I love that Eileen is the one who actually gets to kill it yes yeah Um, but this is after all of that um, in the next morning Uh, and Mildred says darling if there's one thing I've learned in all my years on the road it's when somebody's pining for somebody else. Which we're supposed to take as Amara. But it doesn't make sense. He's not pining. Exactly! He's, he never, at least in the episodes that we watch, he's not pining, he's just confused. Exactly! About, yeah. about like how this, how he's not able to kill her, basically, is what he talks about like in that conversation with Casper, like he what else is that supposed to be because like they are trying to show this as like this moral dilemma Dean is having between like being in love with this creature and this creature being actually evil and like that is not happening 
on either side because like we later on we figure out that Amara isn't actually evil and Dean yeah. is actually yeah. in love with her. <laughs> so like Yeah. Yeah. Like they've built up this whole thing as if it's supposed to be inevitable. And it just really doesn't come across that way at all. And then yeah. they kind of just back off with it later in the season. So I d- Yeah. Um, I find it interesting that uh, even Sam is just sort of like, why the fuck did the Banshee go after you? I'm so confused. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because there really is no actual explanation given. Yeah. We're just supposed to, it's, it's like one of the few instances of supernatural showing, not telling. Yeah. 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 And that you can tell that Dean's just making up his explanation when he's like, oh, oh yeah. self-defense. Like you can, you know that he's grasping at straws for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, that is, that is probably ex- exactly the question that he was thinking about when he went to bed or wasn't able to sleep. And then he figured it out. And if that's like another point of why this is not about Amara, because Amara is literally on his mind throughout the whole episode, because like this, Amara is like a problem for him at that point. So he is very much aware of her and uh, his feelings or his lack of feelings for her and his confusion and what if there was something that he should like like have this you know this moment of realization it wouldn't be about her because he has probably thought a lot about her already and like uh, as a reminder this episode actually follows the episodes where 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 Ruena curses Cass and Dean is very concerned about that and they, he almost loses Cass uh, so I, I feel like uh, I don't know. For me, this kind of translates to like him, all of that kind of building up to him, like figuring out why what he's feeling about Cass, or like yeah. I don't know in what terms he's thinking about Cass. I don't... Yeah, yeah. So yeah. to to help our listeners, um, we discussed a little bit after recording last time. Um, this uh, into the mystic, um, and how we, I believe, collectively, am I wrong? Uh, headcanon that this is when Dean realizes he's in love with Cass. I think so. Yeah. Okay. the The shots are so similar to that. I don't remember what episode it is, but when he was praying to Cass in his room and then there's that overhead shot where he looks at the other side of his bed like he's waiting for Cass to show up in his room yeah it was shot very similarly to that and for a second I was like are they gonna repeat these shots and then they didn't but it just the vibes were similar yeah so so yeah, that's that's the point we're getting at here is that this is in the collective 
mind of Heller Radio, uh, (laughs) where Dean finally realizes that he is in love with Cass. And that is huge, guys. That is that is a massive, especially for someone like Dean. That's a massive realization. And it's going to color everything that we're going to talk about from here on out. Yeah. I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just probably a good thing. He didn't go to sleep because he probably has a concussion after beating his head against the wall. So (laughs) that's also a good point. You know, (laughs) silver lining, you know, you're dealing with an identity crisis, but also maybe don't go to sleep when you have a head injury. I don't know. But I just moving away from Death Deal from I just loved how how like how Mildred and Dean kind of bonded in like yes a very short space uh, space of time like I don't know this Dean just like I love him because like you show him a little bit of love and he's just like here I have so much of it <laughs> yes <laughs> yes you. <laughs> Yes, uh, he yeah. and Mildred have more of a bond than him and Amara. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Just. Oh, yeah. man. They are besties, okay? And yeah. I mean, they it should just... have brought her back because she was like, it was set in the same city they are, uh, uh, they are yeah. living anyway, like 15 minutes away from their home. So they could easily have had Mildred back for an episode. I'm just saying, you know. Oh, that uh, would have been I awesome. I really love her. I loved her yeah. so much. All right. Do we have any tidbits? Trivia? I have some tidbits. Fun facts. Um, part of the reason that we love Mildred so much is that uh, that actress is named Dee Wallace and she is actually a big horror movie actress. <laughs> like she uh, was in Cujo, which was produced by Robert Singer. <laughs> I found out today. Interesting. Uh, she was in the Howling werewolf movie. She was the mom in E.T. Uh, and like just a bunch of other horror movies. She so was, it was the awesome mom in E.T.? E. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> wow okay yeah Uh, um yeah so she when she says oh this isn't the first time that i've dealt with the supernatural or whatever she (laughs) is referring to her to her that's uh, funny her past horror movie stuff um yeah uh so that's delightful so i'm glad she got featured in this um also in into the mystic uh, since Misha is only playing Lucifer in that episode, uh, according to IMDb, this makes uh, more episodes that Misha is in than Castiel is in. <laughs> because Misha's played so many alternate versions. 
<laughs> that total Misha episodes do not equal total cast episodes. That's fine. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, that makes me both happy and sad. But like, <laughs> oh right, because there were other people who played Castiel, so would then would yep. Castali, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Misha is a well-established figure in Supernatural. Yes. <laughs> he got scattered throughout the multiverse. <laughs> so yeah, that's the that's fun stuff. Awesome. All right. Next episode, we will be talking about 1114, The Vessel, and 1115, Beyond the Mat. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is exactly the episode you think it is. Um, <laughs> and it'll be a good time. And until then, uh, this has been Heller Radio. My name is Nora Rose. My name is Sally. And I'm Kate. Our sound editing is by Josh. Music by Kalua. Give them hell, Hellers. Let me cry